welcome back to another episode of Clickbait, guys. Hello. Um, Hello. How are you, Tia? I'm good. <laughs> and we have a very special guest. Uh, Joe is out on a vacation, so we have Mr. Mike Johnson himself coming to Clickbait. Hello. Thank Hi, you Mike. for having me back. Welcome. How are you living? Yeah, so good. So good. This week, um, I'm loving this episode because we have lots to celebrate in Bachelor Nation. We got babies being born. We got anniversaries happening. And we have some, um, we have our bachelor, our very own Clayton, opening up about his own body, uh, his own body that he talked about on the show. And he actually went into more detail. So we're going to talk about that as well. And guys, the clickbait of the week. I, I this is the first time I actually had like to put it down and put it back up and put it down because this hit home for me. We are talking yes, about, uh, I, I mean, like it actually, I'm gonna need help, honestly, <laughs> Tia. I'm gonna be like, girl, what? How do I deal with this? Uh, emotionally unavailable partners. I have realized that this is what I have been doing and dating for a very long time. So we gonna get into it. I want to get into that. Mm. Oh, yeah, yeah, we're gonna get into it's it. It's always and, so good, Mike. And our guest, I'm so excited to have her. She is a pilot. She is Rachel. She is someone that we saw on this week's episode have a one-on-one with Sir Clinton. Yes. And um, I can't wait to talk to her. So let's get into it, guys. <laughs> Sorry, wait, Clayton. first, I want to ask about Mike. Mike, oh, where yes. do you live? <laughs> yeah, I live in Mexico right now. Wow. I'm trying to learn Spanish. Where? I live in Puerto Vallarta. The, have you been here? Wait, where Paradise is filmed? Paradise is 45 minutes from here. It's in Sayulita. So it's humid as hell there? Actual yeah. hell? No, yeah, real, real talk it is. No lie. But <laughs> but right now, it's just perfect weather. It's like 75, 80 degrees every single day. Oh. It's just perfect. Natasha's in a blizzard. I'm in the rain. Yeah, yeah. we hear you. Come mm-hmm. check me out. Come check me out. Um, but I love it. I love Tia, with that. it? I'm loving it. It's uh, it's hard, like every single day to learn Spanish for five to eight hours per day. It takes a lot of my Mercy. brain, but it's amazing when I come back. My homeboy just came to visit me last weekend and he was like, oh, my God, it's like watching a baby talk for the first time. He's like, you know, he's like, you know, Spanish, man. He's like, I, you left me and now, you know, a whole nother language. So, it's, so it's proud. Kind of, it's kind of, he okay, was wait, he was I so know. proud of me. I just learned how to say this from watching a TV show, from watching Ozark. Um, estás bromeando. Do you know what that means? Estás bromeando? Estás bromeando, Mike. Estás bromeando, Mike. It means, <laughs> are you kidding me, Mike? <laughs> estás bromeando? Wait, I haven't seen Ozark. I haven't been watching much TV right now, but is the substantive, are the subtitles in English when they speak in Spanish? Yes. Okay, perfect. That's a good way to learn. That's perfect. That's perfect. Yes. yes we do learn some off-the-wall stuff, like some stuff I'm not gonna say, some curse words, things like that. Well, yeah, like slang stuff, I'm sure. Slang is where it's at. You always remember the slang stuff. Mm-hmm. Always. Because it sounds so but much like with, with meaning, like just, you say it with meaning, right? Exactly, right. exactly. It's just like, you've been wanting to say that. You got a force behind it. But Tia, yes. you know, but when I knew I was coming on to y'all show, you and Natasha show and Joe, uh, do your thing on your vacation, I'm hating, kinda. I, <laughs> I'm hating because he ain't called me. He in my country right now, right? But I watched all your stories before coming on today. And Bless you. <laughs> yeah, you have, you like fixing your office. You got the wallpaper up and everything. First okay, off, your engagement is off the charts. Your engagement, I'm like, Mine. damn. Thank it's you. It's amazing. So 
you doing something. I'm, I'm like, on. I'm like, I'm gonna call her after to get whatever <laughs> secret she has. Okay, wait I a minute. I thought you meant she was engaged for a second. I said, hold on, wait, your engagement. No, ma'am. <laughs> no, no. Okay, got it. See, that's why English is harder. That's Clarity. why English is harder than uh, Spanish. It's true. It's and true. You could take that both ways, right? But I'm so happy that you found somebody to make your vagina tickle and tingle and dance. So Thank I'm happy. You, I'm happy because I remember watching you on Bachelor in Paradise and I'm like, <laughs> I get it. Somebody just don't, you know, they don't, it's they don't, true. They don't bring it it's up. It's true. I don't well, know if men have a tingle in their private parts when they really like someone, but nah, women we, do. We don't have a tingle. I think it's just up happy. or down, right? Yeah, we don't have a tingle per se, but we have yeah, something that true. crawls around the thigh. You know, or <laughs> oh, don't. shit. It's one or the other. <laughs> so, so, um, well, I guess you were talking about uh, James, and we just found out that Bachelor uh, Live on Stage is actually happening as well. And oh, James wow. will be there. Yes. So maybe he yes. has a chance to make somebody's. Did I say that about James? <laughs> oh, gosh. Now I feel bad. <laughs> Sorry, oh, James. I remember. I was there. I was there. Hey, James would be drink okay. My drink. And James I'm going to take great. a sip he right now. Make somebody yeah, he has another opportunity to what, travel what's across gonna America. What's James going to do without Aaron? I don't know what he's going to do without Aaron. Aaron he's going to be on FaceTime. Aaron's going to be there in, in spirit. Oh. I don't know. But I'm sure Aaron will fly to every city. everywhere. Yeah, to every He'll single city. <laughs> yes. And if you guys want James to make your vagina dance, <laughs> you guys should get tickets to Bachelor Live on stage at bachelorliveonstage.com forward slash bachelor. Oh, honey, we love a plug. Hashtag, 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 hashtag. I said pound sign. <laughs> but yeah, go get your tickets. Um, I'm excited. I, I hope I'm at the New York show. Um, if it if it all aligns, I will be at the New York show cheering the booze on. Woo! Oh, yeah. I'm sad they won't be in Nashville, but they'll be close. I'll have to check it out. Maybe Nashville? I'll travel. We talked about traveling for one, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Come to New York, too. It'll be so fun. Okay, let's get into the breakdown, booze. Okay. Yeah, let's, let's do, do it. it. All right. Bachelor Nation breakdown. We're starting off with some happy news this week. Ashley, I, and Jared welcome little baby Dawson. So sorry for my baby voice. I love a newborn, and that little nugget is so cute. Okay, so real quick, we talked a few weeks ago about the announcement of the name, and at that time, it was Dawson Dimitri. Now, Jared has announced that the baby's name is Dawson Dimitri Brady after Tom Brady. And I'm not shocked because yes. Jared may be the biggest Tom Brady fan of all time. If you didn't know, you're not into football. Tom Brady officially retired. He's supposedly the greatest athlete of all time. Mm-hmm. So it's honestly perfect timing that they named Ashley and Jared named their baby after Tom Brady. He's the greatest football player of all time. I don't know about greatest athlete. Not athlete. Okay, yeah. my boyfriend tried to say greatest athlete. I'm like, better than Michael uh, Jordan? He ain't the greatest athlete. He's the greatest well, football player. Okay. Well, let's take into consideration that this season, listen, my brothers are my ESPN. Apparently this season he had his like best season and he's the age, he's the age that he is. And he also doesn't age. It's bizarre. He's 44. Yeah, he's 44. He's 44. Football is my thing. So let's go. Yeah, yeah, so so I think that that's great, and I think that that's a great name. That I mean, why not? It's so perfect. It was it was he born on the day that he announced? Is that what's happening here? That he Dawson was born the day before Tom yeah. Brady officially announced his retirement. Wow. So I wonder if they snuck in that extra name like before they left the hospital. They had to. We'll see what happened. Jared told me. Me and Jared talk all the time, right? Not not mm-hmm. seriously, but we do. So Jared called Tom Brady. Was like, bro, 
we're having Shut our up. baby boy. It's time for you to retire now. <laughs> and so Tom Brady told Jared, I got you, homie. And that's what happened. He's like, I'll just, we'll carry the name on. And you see, and, and they picked Brady instead of Tom because Tom is just so, I guess, pop, or, uh, not the popular. Say what you want to say. Tom Conan, is so vanilla. Common, common. Yeah. Common. Yeah. Um, interesting. I, w- when I think of Brady, I think of um, Miranda's child on <laughs> Sex and the City. But... I've never watched Sex and the City. <laughs> oh, honey, you got to watch Sex and the City. It's so good. I'm not the only one. I've My, never seen it. Mr. Sex Therapist himself. Wait, are you a sex therapist? Is that, what you, is that your official title? Oh. I'm a sex coach, yeah. Sex coach. You haven't watched that show. When I tell you, you will love it so much, Mike. Like it's it's not just some chick flick. It really is not. It's so freaking good. Tia, you have to you have to watch it right I now. I know. I've heard this a Actually, lot. Wait, didn't they just have a podcast right now? Go watch. Didn't they just have a reboot or something? They do have a reboot. It's called In Just Like That, but we're talking about Sex and the City and not just like that. Because in just like that, uh, honey, there's a lot of things happening. Yeah, we, I've heard it's like time. heartbreaking or let down or some some kind of negative word yeah we don't have time for that but okay but the movies and the uh original y'all gotta y'all gotta watch it like asap because it's so good and then call me i'll check out the movie i'll check out the movie okay good to know yes um check it out also we want to mention really quick we want to give a congrats happy anniversary what have you to sean and Catherine celebrating their eighth wedding anniversary eight years strong that's Another like 25 years in Bachelor Nation. Absolutely. And three babies. Yes. And their banter is so good. Have you guys seen their posts like back and forth to each other? It's hilarious. Sean's like, I married Catherine because she was hot, but she is also a good mom. So congrats <laughs> got, to me. I got what, what's wrong with yeah, the I truth? got best of both worlds. <laughs> I love it. I love their back and forth. Lots to celebrate. Yeah. Bachelor. Lots of love that. Mm-hmm. Next headline this week, Clayton, our bachelor, opens up about his struggles with body dysmorphia. First of all, I think it's really great that he even shared that. I feel like there's a stigma around men sharing body image issues. It's not just women that have, you know, body dysmorphia or have insecurities with their physical appearance. And Mike, I know you uh, talked to Clayton firsthand on your podcast, Talking It Out, which is our sister podcast. So, Or is it our brother podcast? Wait, brother podcast, sister? Oh, that's a good question. I don't it's know. Our, it's in the family. We all in the family. It's, yeah, that's the all family that, that's, that's family that's all matters. Yeah, we all I mean, in the family. pronouns don't even matter anymore, right? Exactly. exactly. <laughs> we all in the family. But no, Clayton was a, a phenomenal, Claynos, by the way. His name is Claynos. He has all the rings, Claynos. He was a phenomenal. Claynos? It's just so authentic and genuine and like just raw. I loved mm-hmm. it. I love having him on. Yeah, we call him Claynos because you got to check out the episode. We in the family. We got to support each other. Come on now. Check out the episode and find out why. (laughs) I've been listening to like dramatic audio books and not. I saw that too. I saw all your stories. (laughs) I feel like I I stalked um, you right quick. I, uh, I, well, first of all, I'm glad that I'm not as entertaining as Tia. One. (laughs) I check your stories out all the time, baby. Come on now. All the time. I love yours. Yours like give me peace and I watch mine. I'm like, God almighty. Um, no, but Clayton opening up about this, I think that, you know, at least for me, and I don't know if other people share this sentiment, you look at someone like him and he's like, I look at him and I think of a big, strong, protective Mm -hmm. man, you know, like that's all I think of. So it's so interesting. And I think that 
um, you know, not only, you know, we had Elizabeth on, not only hearing her side of things about her struggles with ADHD and how, you know, there's just a normal, it's, you know, when you're younger, you get this, and this is the extent of what people know about ADHD and how she kind of dived deep, dove deeper. And the same thing here with Clayton. Um, it's more, although that's how I look at him, that's not necessarily how someone feels or looks at themselves. Right. right? Mm -hmm. I also realized that he talked about when he was younger, how mm -hmm. it, you know, manifested when he was younger, he was in seventh grade, how he vividly remembers this thing. And we, as kids, like we just, if it comes up, it comes out. We, we're not so self-aware. I mean, I, I don't remember being self-aware until I was well into my mid to late twenties, you know, of like, Oh girl, don't say yeah. that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, right. even though you think it, you're like, Oh, maybe don't say that. So um, and it's different for every single person, depending on their life and everything. So the the angst of like how, you know, and I don't want to go into it right now, but, um, you know, recently someone passed away um, that was very big in the um, influencer community. Um, and you just never know what someone's dealing with and struggling with. So oh, for sure. Yeah. So I just, I, I, re I read this and I really took that in because I'm just like, huh? You, but again, it's like, you don't see what we see. We see big, strong protect protection mm -hmm. and he sees whatever someone said to him when he was in the seventh grade. So, um, it's just a reminder I'm, too, to be kind to people, no matter what, because you may mm -hmm. think it's a joke and you may think that it's lighthearted and fun or locker room talk or whatever, but you may not know what someone is dealing with. So always just be kind. Mm -hmm. Mike, have I, I you ever uh, felt that or like, um, like, have you, have you ever dealt with that at some point in your life? Like how you looked physically? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I'm doing a TED talk, uh, in 17 days where I talk about mental health and the correlation it has with sexual health. Mm -hmm. I'm going to be speaking very honest and authentic and raw uh, myself when it comes to, uh, the way that we look and the way that we are perceived on the outside and expectations that others have and this icon identity of how people perceive the three of us. Like we're, we've been on TV, we have a podcast, right? So people perceive things about us, but it's about how we feel from within, mm -hmm. right? And so, yeah, myself, I've gone right. through that as well. I need to talk to you about this later. I just started back to therapy with like, I mean, we don't have to get into that. That's another episode within itself. But I need to talk to you, Mike, after this. We'll chop it mm -hmm. up for sure. We'll yeah. It. Yeah. It's um, we are definitely pro therapy on this podcast. Absolutely. I just thought of something. Oh, this yeah. is completely off topic. But mm -hmm. Mike, I have met you. Oh. We met in at uh, Chris and Crystal's wedding. When you were oh, on was... Paradise and I was there as a guest. Oh, that was a wedding. You were probably really stressed out, but this just made me think about that. Before that, before we met in person, I was like, oh, he is so cute. He's so this and that. He should be the bachelor, blah, blah, blah. And then me and Becca attended this wedding and your ass was there on the show. And I was like, well, damn. Well, damn. Here you go. That was it. We met. So basically what's happening setting. is Mike Johnson has blocked out his whole paradise experience. Correct. <laughs> it happens. I mean, Pretty Natasha, much. you did too, honey. Who, what, where, why? Who, Same. what, where, why? Pretty much. What I beach? wasn't there. What beach? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Anyways, that was, I am drinking my literal drink that helps me focus right now. And that just popped into my mind. But anyhow, third headline today so then we can move on. <laughs> 
yes, to yes, the clickbait yes. of the week. But our third headline, Claire celebrates her six-month explant anniversary. If you don't know what an explant is, it is when breast implants are removed. Or I guess it can be any kind of implant. But she had her breast implants removed um, because mm-hmm. she was experiencing some symptoms of like breast implant illness. Have y'all heard of that? Mm-hmm. Yes. I, I actually have a friend who went through the same exact thing and it was, and we were very yep. close to it. And I, um, we threw her a, a party, an explant party actually, mm-hmm. but yes, go ahead, Tia. Uh, um, tell Car- the symptoms. Yeah. Caroline, uh, Lunny from my season, she mm-hmm. also had an explant surgery done because she was having the same kind of thing, but these symptoms, you would think that they're just a bunch of general symptoms that can be related to a lot of things. Um, some of them are anxiety, fatigue, joint pain, muscle pain, insomnia, memory loss. I mean, there's there's a long, long list of things wow. that can be related to breast implant illness, even some like autoimmune symptoms mm-hmm. or autoimmune Bingo. disorders. Um, it's wild, Bingo. like shortness of breath. I've had my breast implants for almost... 10 years and I kind of feel like I'm at the point where I'm seeing more people talk about breast implant illness. I'm like, maybe I should take mine out and just see how I feel. feel. I don't know. It can cause inflammation, all kinds of things that you wouldn't relate to. I didn't even know you had implants. They're good, girl. I do. Thank you. And I love them. I love my boobies. But like, (laughs) if if I said that, would that that be bad? (laughs) Yes, it would be bad. It would be bad. Okay, good. I didn't say nothing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's, it's something that is worth celebrating, I think, because I think sometimes the mindset that people are in when they want to get breast implants, mm-hmm. it's to enhance a look and then right. you, your body rejects it. And then you're mm-hmm. like, okay, I love who I am and how I am in my boobs the way that they are. I'm not going to lie. I mean, I definitely, um, I definitely thought about, uh, getting implants before, especially when I lived in Los Angeles, I felt like everyone had implants in mm-hmm. LA. Um, and I was like, Oh, I want some, I, you know, I'm, I'm, I am pro doing whatever makes you feel good. But at the time now, I'm very, very much in love with my boobs. <laughs> they yeah. Are, so, yeah. Um, but I'm very happy for her. See, I I'm feel like I can't just. It is it wrong if I say you guys have nice boobs? Is it um, no? Because I do. <laughs> yeah, Natasha has great boobs. There we go. There we go. There we yes. go. Good. Look, Tia, we have seen each other naked many times. <laughs> yeah. You look great, girl. <laughs> boobs or not, I would be worried personally. I I was like flat as a board before I got implants. I'd be worried if I got mine taken out, it would just be a bunch of skin. I guess I could fill them back up, but it's not worth being sick and your body attacking itself to have some cleavage, but shout out to Claire. I know that's, you know, probably hard to do. I thought she didn't have her implants very long either. Um, but we wish the best for her and her recovery and yes, yes. Yes, and yes, she yes. had that. She had the information on her Instagram of the doctor that she used. I think it's an explant specialist. Yeah, that she went to. If you're interested in learning more about that, I'm sure Claire and Caroline Lenny could share. Yeah, yeah, and my friend, um, she's also an influencer. Sweat with Beck. She posts about it. She did her whole journey as well, and um, she's a workout fitness person. And she was very much um, very conscious about her body. So right. I'm very happy for her. So, um, yeah, I mean, a lot of people are doing it. Check on yourself, check on your body, check in, see how you're doing. Look at these different, um, symptoms, check on yourself. Yes. 
Mm-hmm. I'm going to te- tell the girl later, the girl that I'm talking to, I'm going to say, I'm going to check on your boobs for you if you want me to. Yeah, self-exam, says. first day of the month. Every Who month. are you talking so to? Just... <gasps> oh, we might have to get into that. <laughs> I know, I just blew past that. I'm like, yes. Yeah, February you say first. girl I'm talking to. Uh, <laughs> so what's the clickbait of the week, guys? Hold what on, what's her name is? What her name is? Look, How the serious? clickbait of the week is 13 signs that someone could be emotionally unavailable. So I hope, look, I hope that she is emotionally available for you and you to her. <laughs> Definitely so. Um, yeah, so we're going to talk about that. Uh, I will have to say that, guys, this was very hard for me to read. Um, it was very hard for me to digest and take in because I'm reading these 13 different things and I'm like, yep, dated that. Mm, same guy. Mm, yep. Oh, yeah, that too. So um, I had a lot of anxiety reading this and I've realized that I have chosen many um, emotionally unavailable men to date. Mm-hmm. So let's get into this article. The telltale sign, this is the most important thing that I saw. The telltale sign that someone is emotionally unavailable is that... When someone says they want to take things slow or, you know, they want to they want to take things slow or um, they're maybe not being as responsive. If they're emotionally available, they recognize that that makes you feel anxious or that makes their partner feel anxious. And they are willing to talk about why they want to take things slow, X, Y, Z. And it's not this big thing. Whereas when someone's emotionally unavailable, they don't want to talk about it. They don't have time to talk about it. I just can't. I'm busy. Blah, 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 blah. And they don't care that you're being anxious or that you're trying to establish intimacy with them. Um, And that hit me, y'all, because I have dated those men many times where they was like, oh, I just, I'm just, I live in New York. I'm so busy. Right. It makes you want them like even more. And it makes you want to figure that out even more because you're like, why are you not giving me what I need you to give me? Well, I think it comes down to a, is it me? And I've, Mm -hmm. and I have dealt with that in many relationships. And I think that maybe a lot of women deal with that. Is it me? Or what am I doing that isn't letting him or allowing him to open up? And it's not just, is it a woman thing? It's a, all genders face that though, right? Yes, 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 yes. And I'm not saying, and because you could be a man dealing with emotionally unavailable woman. And I think if you are a person who is leaning in or someone who has an anxious attachment style, you are saying to yourself, is it me? What am I doing? Mm-hmm. Why is this person reacting to me in this way? I want this. They want that. Or they say they want the same things, but they're acting differently. So yes, thank you for the clarity, uh, Mike. It's not just a woman thing. Um It definitely can be both sides. And the thing that this article pointed out that was so great is that regardless of of what this person, this this emotionally unavailable person tells you, it is not you. It is them. And and nine times out of 10 or 10 times out of 10, they have been emotionally unavailable to others and other partners and other people that they've dated as well. Uh, Natasha, let me ask you this, because this yeah. is something that I've dealt with personally. I mm-hmm. feel like I, um, let me ask the question first. Do you feel like you subconsciously went after men that you felt were emotionally unavailable because you didn't want to fully commit? Because that's with me mm-hmm. personally. 
I was in crappy relationship after crappy relationship and it taught me to kind of put my walls up. And if I didn't have emotions, I couldn't feel as much. So then I wouldn't be hurt if I wasn't attached. So then I would subconsciously go for these men who I knew were emotionally unavailable. So they didn't ever commit. I didn't have to commit. And then nobody was really as hurt in the long run. But at the end of the day, you still are going to be affected by that. Um, and it was just kind of a subconscious thing. And I've had to train myself. Okay. We are not going to go for that anymore because it's only going to be empty. Right. So yes and no, only because what gets my attention normally with a guy, they're like obsessed with me. They're like, they're doing Mm -hmm. the most they want They, they're like really trying. They're like hitting me up multiple times. Cause I guess I come off very emotionally unavailable in the beginning because I just don't Mm -hmm. care until I'm like, okay, yeah, he's done enough for me to care. Okay, sure. You can take me out. You know, that's normally how I am. Um, but there has been times in previous relationships where are times where I've met guys and I'm like, oh my God, I like him a lot and I'm going to do whatever I need to do in order to be around him or hang out with him or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's normally a, a dynamic switch where it's like I fall for the guy who's doing the most and he was like, right. wait a second. So you like me now? Oh no, 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 no. And that's yeah. when the emotionally unavailable blah, 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 when I'm trying to establish real intimacy. Um, with someone or a relationship or something like that that's when they're like oh wait well I don't you know and then this thing happens and then I'm already stuck because I already like this person because we've been spending x amount of time with each other so there are signs like you're saying like you said like that I'm now aware of that Mm -hmm. in even in the article they talk about um like there are signs of when people want to talk about things or don't want to talk about things or shy away from things now I'm so hyper aware of that. I'm like, oh, no, I can't deal with this. I'm not dealing with right. this, you know. So, yeah. For the, for the listeners, though, you said something that <clears throat> Tia asked you the question. You were like, well, normally they're all over me, right? And that's how you know, like, they want you. But we got to be careful, especially I want the listeners to know, love bombing is some real shit. You don't want right. nobody mm-hmm. to love bomb mm-hmm. you and just so they can get what they desire really quick and then dip right. the fuck it, right. dip out, right? And so that's right. something that we got to discuss as well. But within this article... I, num- number six, which says they don't introduce you to their friends. Yeah. I completely disagree with that. One. And the reason I disagree with that one is because I know s- some people that will let you meet the friends. Mm-hmm. But what's important is to go talk to their homies and to see how, because their friends, if, one of the guy's friends or one of the girlfriends will tell you, yo, this is a good person, this is a bad person. Just simply by mm-hmm. the way, the attitude that they use about that person. You got to take that and, and run with that. Right. Mm-hmm. If they mm-hmm. say, oh, Mike is stupid, ambitious when he's in a relationship, that MF is stupid, loyal. And they say it in their own vocabulary terms. You know, that's something real. If they say Mike is not in the right headspace, take that and run with that as well. Right. Because the friends are not going to lie to you, some outsider. They try to do right by you. You know, so right. sometimes people will let you meet the homies, but then make sure you talk to the to their homies as well. Right. Spend time. Right have like a real conversation is what you're saying. Yeah. yeah. Meeting, meeting someone one time, like, Oh yeah, come watch a football game with me and my friends is different than like actually hanging talking out and them, talking to, to them and getting to know them. Yes. Okay. I, I, I agree with that. I agree with that. Um, and I do know people, like you said, with the love bombing who 
We'll let you, we'll introduce you to thy mama tomorrow, Mm -hmm. you know, and you're just like, oh man, he likes me so much. I just met his mom. What? But no, they're just doing that. Like you said, to get what you want. So I just want to, um, rapid fire, read off what these, uh, 13 things are here in the, um, in the article, the, the 13 signs, they haven't been in serious relationships. They don't like talking about real shit, which big one for me. <laughs> um, they're not affectionate or at least consistently affectionate. Number four, they're unavailable, literally unavailable. I'm too busy, which we all are. Get out. Uh, number five, they don't respect your time. Number six, they don't introduce you to their friends. What Mike just said. Number seven, they think emotions are weak big red flag, big red flag. Uh, they misunderstand you and your feelings when you're trying to talk to them. They seek perfection in themselves and in their partners. Nobody's perfect. They call you intense. Mm. I'm gonna come back to that one, guys. Uh, they're defensive. They pull away. And number 13, they don't put the same effort into the relationship. That's a big one for me too. So they call you intense. That's a big one. That's a, that's a very big one. Um, they call you intense on my time on The Bachelor years ago. I told Peter that <laughs> my ex called me intense. Uh, yeah. Or that you're too much or too this. What? Or that you're what? too much or that you're too like, yeah, I'm yeah. not going to make myself smaller again. Right. But at the time I was like, oh, well, maybe I need to be less intense. Right. Th- that was my mindset, you know. And then the guy who I dated after him, he was just like, you, you know, I, I said, I talked about this one because it really affected me when my ex said this to me. Um, cause I've been known to be kind of like, uh, you know, I, I was a boss bitch. I had a lot going on. I, of course I'm intense. I got, got bills to pay, got stuff to do, you know? So, um, I dated someone after that and he was like, you're not too, you're maybe too intense for him, but not for me. Right. I, I love the way you are. There you go. That's you it. know, right. so one person, so it's not, again, it's not, necessarily about you sometimes it's about that person and i think that's really really important but mike of or tia or mike either one of you of those 13 things was there anything else that you guys thought that like really stood out i think you said number 13 the they don't put in the same effort number 13 that to me is a clear effing sign all day nobody (laughs) is too busy i don't care if you dating the president of the united states of america if the president of exxon mobile facebook i don't care if they want you Something just yesterday I did was I had a lot throughout the day. I had a 10-minute window. I FaceTimed the individual, right? And that's, even though the person can be busy, they still going to make the time. So number 13 is big. But then number seven, they think emotions are weak. I think this is kind of what you alluded to more so, which is, per me, it's a per-person basis, mm-hmm. right? For when I think back on Michelle season, for example, Joe was a bit quieter. Right. Mm-hmm. He can have all the emotions in the world. He seems like a wonderful guy, but it may take him a, a second or two longer to to open up those emotions. Right. And so I don't think that every individual thinks that emotions are weak. It's just not everyone is on the same playing field when it comes to delivering those emotions and opening the door for everyone to have and enter those emotions as well. So number seven, I think, deserves an asterisk. Yeah. And also, but with number seven, I, I have heard girlfriends say things like, you know, when when a woman says, Let's talk. 
oh, oh, Mike, can you can you call me later? I want to talk to you about something. And they're like, oh, That's shit. That's how y'all sound Yeah, they're like, oh, <laughs> shit. You know, men are like, uh-oh. Like that, not taking well to that type of uh, invitation. You know, if you care about someone, you should be like, uh-oh, something wrong with Bay. What's happening? Let's figure right. this out. It should be a dual effort to figure it out, opposed to, Oh man, I don't want to hear that. Or we can't talk about it. <laughs> or, you know, like you're just blowing it off. And I think that that's, you know, that's a red flag, ladies or and gentlemen. If you have someone trying to blow off your let's talk conversation. <laughs> the let's talk conversations with someone that I really want to get to hear their thoughts on all this. Someone that had a wonderful one-on-one is Rachel. Let's bring her in. Oh yeah, we got to talk to Rachel because uh, yes. when he said, "Why are you single?" Oof. I know he like teed that up to be so. He teed it up to be bad. Like, yeah, yeah. I'm like, what are you about to like, ask her? I need to know what she thinks. I need to know. Yes, Rachel, welcome to Clickbait. How you doing today? I'm doing great. Thank you so much for having me. I feel very honored to be here. Hey, so do I. I still feel honored to have the three beautiful ladies next to me. So I'm the one that should be feeling honored right now. Yes, you should. I yes. know I should. I didn't need that, Natasha. I, I, I didn't need that. I know I should, though. <laughs> no, um, Rachel, hello. I'm so glad that we get to have you on the podcast today because you had a one-on-one this week. I and did. We want to get into that, um, and we want to get into uh, you just as a person. So what I, my burning question that I have for you right now is before, can you tell us what you and Clayton's relationship was like before your one-on-one, you know, like how were you feeling about him before you, your name, you heard your name called? We had a great connection right out of the limo. It's actually very, very surprised. Um, so I was really excited for the possibility of getting a one-on-one. I didn't think it was going to happen that early. So I was definitely shocked to hear my name, but we have had such a good connection like thus far. And I just thought, you know, getting a one-on-one would give me that opportunity to get to know him a lot better and bring our relationship to that next level, which I th- I think it did. I think that your relationship is, is absolutely standing out uh, because one, you're not in the drama. You're, you're standing There's above a lot of that and higher. Yeah. So with that drama, how do you feel about this whole shrimp gate debacle? <laughs> Oh, that took up too much shrimp, of <laughs> shrimp haunts me to this day. And every time I see shrimp on a menu, like finally the whole world can like be in on the joke. But it actually just was something that is even looking back kind of crazy that it, it did occur. Um, yeah. But of course, um, what happened with Elizabeth wasn't okay. Um, and I mean, the shrimp was just kind of escalating it even more than it needed to be but yeah the drama was definitely predominant in this episode were you were you surprised uh to see her go home elizabeth elizabeth absolutely oh yeah i I was shocked so what for the listeners because so many times contestants are like well you didn't see what happened on behind the scenes when Mm -hmm. the three of us were the four of us were prior contestants as well so with the shanae and elizabeth situation how was that from someone that was also in the house I had been on two group dates with Elizabeth and Shanae at this point. So I was aware that there was a lot of tension building up between them two. Um, I was present as well for, um, you know, when Shanae might have aired out a couple of things I don't think she should have about Elizabeth's mental health. 
Mm-hmm. Um, but for the most part, I was not really aware of everything that was happening. Um, but they did have the opportunity to talk with Clayton. And, um, you know, you hope that it could have all worked out. But I know Clayton also doesn't see every single side. And he doesn't necessarily know that the, um, the mental health issues were being brought to people's attention. Um, but, yeah, it, it's just a difficult situation all around. Definitely was. And I, did I you agree s- with you that. I'm did you see Clayton address or tweet to Elizabeth? Did you see that? I did, yes. What did you, what were your thoughts on that? Because normally, I mean, normally they don't do that. Like the bachelors won't comment on what's happening right now or what we see right now. Um, Mm -hmm. Do you have any insight? Have you talked to Elizabeth? What did you think when you saw that? I definitely feel like he was kind of watching this all unfold as the world was at the same time. Of course, he can't be in every single conversation. And I definitely support the fact that he did want to reach out and kind of make amends to Elizabeth. And I hope that they can get to a point where they could maybe um, be civil and kind of understand where things were coming from. But it's just a tough situation all around. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um, Okay. Enough about them. Back to you. Yeah. (laughs) Thank thank you. Thank you. you. Yes. Thank you for that insight. Um, But okay. You get the date, date card, uh, what, how are you feeling? You're like, uh, what are we going to do? What, like, what were your first thoughts? Yeah, I was so excited. But again, I was so shocked to hear my name on the card. Um, but after that initial shock, I was just ready to kind of start the day with him and to be able to spend the entire day with him and have him see me. Cause you know, it's not always easy to stand out in a group day. I'm not good on group dates. I'm more shy and kind of reserved so this was kind of going to be my time to really get to know him so I was really excited I feel like up until this point when other people had one-on-ones everyone's like yay good for you and then they announced your name and people were like oh crap I think they already have a good connection what if they get even closer after this date and people were kind of starting to get nervous after they heard your name on the one-on-one day card yeah and that's so great Tisa because I was just going to ask her what do or what did they see that, of course, we didn't see as viewers because someone did say that they clearly mm-hmm. already have a connection mm-hmm. and I think they're going to get even deeper. So what were they saying that we didn't really see? Um, I don't really know if it was things that people were seeing. Me and Teddy were always super, super close in the house. I think she was the one who made the comment. So we obviously did, you know, talk. Um, and I think I that was just because me and her were so close. I'm not the loudest person in the room on a group date or anything. So I think that right. was just kind of coming from us chatting. But at this point, yeah, um, anytime someone would get a one-on-one, it's definitely, you know, hard to hear someone else's name. I even kind of, you know, felt the same in L.A. because you do want to hear your name on that card because you do know what opportunities that date brings for your connection. Mm-hmm. And this was an interesting date that you guys had. You guys had the beautiful horses. Were, yes. were you, you seemed like a Represent pro. Represent Texas. I, mean, com- I don't know yeah. how. <laughs> you, the first time, was it your first time? I had been horseback riding, I think when I was like seven or eight, but oh, wow. I, I don't remember it at all. So it, it had definitely been a while, but it was so, so awesome. Were you nervous going on that horseback riding? No, I wasn't that nervous. And I had him with me as well. Uh, so I definitely felt comfortable, but yeah, it was a lot of fun. 
Clayton's taller than the horse, so if anything happened, he just got you. Right? Like, <laughs> I know. I don't know how the horse held him up. <laughs> Poor thing. Yeah. I, I was looking at this, and it's like, you know, you see all these crazy dates, and there's this, and there's that. But I loved this date because you got to see how you and him, both of you, on a, kind of like an even playing field. He didn't know the people, because normally if there's new people, like, the bachelor or bachelorette mm-hmm. knows the people. So he didn't know them. You didn't know them. And interacting with strangers or people you don't know, whatever you want to call it, uh, really shows your personality. So were you nervous? And I know sometimes people are nervous to meet new people, especially mm-hmm. you're trying to impress this guy or, you know, get to know him. How did you feel like you were going to navigate that? Or were you like, uh oh, what are we doing? <laughs> I was obviously very shocked just as everyone else was it was a complete surprise to me the entire date um but I agree it definitely was a good opportunity to see how he interacts with people how we separately are as a couple Mm -hmm. um and then being able to just come together and have you know a picnic with people something that you would do in the normal world it was nice to be able to do and the food was amazing so that was awesome too and the people we talked to, they were absolutely so welcoming and incredible. So they definitely made us feel very comfortable. But I was so outside of my comfort zone, for sure. It's that barbecue well, you, you in Texas. Great. I just got to keep saying it. I know. I got Is it Texas good? barbecue. Was it is amazing. It was so <laughs> yeah. good. And I don't even really eat barbecue, but I'm like, I have to. I'm in Texas. Yeah. Yeah. So another question that I have. So you said as a couple, before during or after the date is that when you felt like you know there's a moment where everyone feels like that's my man you know like Mm -hmm. my boo my man how was it before the date during or after did you get that kind of feeling with him I definitely felt a really strong connection with him just even before the date but I think that moment that click moment for me was when we were having our conversation at dinner and it was you know something I was super nervous to bring up to him because I feel like it, you know, being with someone who travels a lot, it's not for everyone. And it's definitely something that's affected me in the past. And hearing his response to everything and the way he was just like, you know, that's not a problem for me. I'll support you. It just kind of clicked for me. And I just felt great. So that was definitely the moment for me. You can see the smile on your face right now. The joy radiate Mm -hmm. from you right now (laughs) when you were able to talk to him about that. So I love that. On that same day, Mm -hmm. Clayton had the best tea up ever when he was talking about, you know, so why are you single? Myself and all the viewers back home were like, oh my God, what is he about to say right yeah, now? Yeah, stressing me out. Like, he was <laughs> stressing Even looking over. back, I was like, I don't know why he went in that direction because I remember sitting there and I was like, what is he about to say? Is he about to like send me home? Like what's about to happen? And watching it back, I just like the relief on my face after because I was so nervous. He's like, why are you single? I'm like, well, we're all here for a reason. But yeah, we're all single, right? I don't remember that moment. You're like, I can ask single. you the same question. Yeah. Yeah, right. Why are you here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was like, wait, he about to tell you he got another family. He got three babies. <laughs> Hold on, wait. I was right? like, oh, yeah. What is he about to say? Yeah, I know. That was kind of crazy. But you handled that very, very well. You really did. You Thank handled that you. question very well because I think a lot of women have been asked that question and we always like, Because I'm crazy. Look, I'm going to say it again, Natasha. A lot of people have been asked that question. Come on, I'm going to represent for the fellas. A lot of people have been asked that question. We get asked it too. Yes, but I think that... You won't know. You're not not a man. You want to know? 
I'm not a man, but you are not a woman. And all of my women friends be like, listen, let me tell you, maybe it doesn't affect men as much as it affects women. That but part is fair. Maybe that's what it is. I don't know. I think maybe women take more offense to it than men do. Maybe I'm not sure. Rachel, we have to. I have to ask you this question because I was on my yes. TV like, what, what, what is it? What? The whispering, boo. Oh, okay. the whispering. Tell me, tell me. Did you, know did you start it? Did he start no. it? I don't. I, I did not remember doing that. But I think just looking back, when you're in that environment for the first time, it's crazy. There's so much happening. And you do, you know, feel like you're having your own moment sometimes. And I think maybe for me, I was just like, okay, we're just having this moment. I'm kind of just telling you this. I don't know if my mic's going to pick it up. <laughs> and even if it does, they won't air that. Like, it's just a little moment. Of course, that's what they choose to air. Oh, yeah. The worst part is I don't even think that's the last time I do it. But you learn. You learn watching yourself on TV. You're like, okay, well, we shouldn't do that next time. Uh, yes. Those are the best parts. That's how I felt like when I was on the show and for all of us. When you're able to have those little moments right there, when you feel like they're, the mics are not on or you feel like the producers are not mm -hmm. listening, those it's are the, like the best. Yeah, those are the moments right there. So I loved it. Well, yeah, it's a room full of people. You want to feel like you have a little bit of privacy. I was I, like, but, the, but funny, the, the funny thing to me was that you started whispering and it was like really cute and like intimate. And then he, he came right back with it. And I was like, oh, he going to whisper too. Hold on. Like, We're just whispering. <laughs> I know. And then I'm watching it. I'm like, Rachel, I don't know. I don't know what I was thinking. <laughs> It was cute. It was, it was good. Cute. It was funny. It was, it was, it was really, cute. it was really, really cute. Yeah. yeah. I Rachel. was like, honey, that whisper got him to move. In. I said, I got to try that move. Uh, Rachel. <laughs> it was a tactic. It was a tactic. <laughs> it was a tactic. I said, I got to try that. Come a little closer. Uh -huh. Now, see, as a yeah, fella in this group, him. I'm watching that now. From now on, I go on a feature date. My girl whispers. I'm like, okay, what you doing? Hold up. You learned yeah, that from Rachel on a bachelor dinner. Can you talk louder? Because I'm not leading it to you. I'm not yes, gonna come yeah. in. I'm, I'm not gonna come so closer sorry. to you. <laughs> it was it was really sweet. It really was. And now that can like you know oh, that can be your thing. Oh. Um, so I want to I want to get into you as a pilot, and you you opened up about your relationship, your pre your previous relationship, and how it was not um, received well. Your job, and you said that you always wanted to do it from when you were a kid. Is yeah. there someone in your family that inspired that? Or no, what? yeah, I just always knew. Um, I remember just going on planes when I was young and just thinking it was the coolest thing ever. And just growing up, I always knew that that was the direction I wanted to go. And um, yeah, so it's just always something I knew I was I was going to do. How does nice. it feel working in a, a male-dominated industry and you bossing that shit? It is tough, not only just women in aviation, but women in any sort of industry where you have to kind of always be working, you know, a little bit harder than everyone else to be recognized. It's definitely um, it's tough, but to be able to do it and to be able to, you know, show women or anyone who's watching that you can do it. That's uh, something that I really like to be able to see looking back. But, yeah, it, it's definitely tough you have to kind of always be a step ahead so rachel like even on this podcast natasha and i have spoken from two different viewpoints and you being in aviation a male-dominated field have this has there been moments to where you almost felt silenced and then you had to speak up for yourself oh, yeah. and if so how do you do that there are 
so many more. It's too many to count. Just, yeah, it, it's rough out there. I remember just a specific instance. I was a freshman. I just started out. And I remember there was a guy in my class and I he turned around. We were like dining hall or something. And he was like, you haven't dropped out yet. And just like small moments like that of always kind of having to, you know, be a step ahead because you can't make the same mistakes as everyone else. Because if you make them, it's like, oh, well, of course, Rachel made that mistake or of course she did that. And even to this day, um, when I first watched, um, what was it, night one, there was a couple guys from my old flight school that kind of made a video like making fun of me just in making fun of me at school while you're watching it back. So it's like you always kind of constantly have to deal with a little bit of criticism no matter what. But how do you we call it hate, honey? Yeah, we call so it hate. rude. Well, hate. It, it was tough to see, but it really mm-hmm. it's you could ask any woman who is in this field or in any male dominated field. It's just is something you kind of have to just push through it and deal with. But I try to, you know, take it with grace and just do the best I can. Oh, honey, you better than me, cause honey, yeah, I'll be like, let me tell you what I'm not gonna deal with. You wait till we get out of class. I'm gonna see you outside, right. boy. Hold on. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna like, oh, you need your books? What books? I threw them away. Go buy some more. Literally. Yeah, <laughs> no, I'm, I'm kidding. Not but always no, easy. Yeah, no, it's hard. It's really hard, and I Natasha hope Natasha's not kidding at all. <laughs> yeah, no, I hope kidding. you feel I empowered. <laughs> Y'all, I just, you know, I, I, coming from a corporate background as well, I have definitely had to pull a few men over and be saying, hold on, wait a second. <laughs> You're getting pulled yeah. over right now. <laughs> so yeah. I hope you feel, though, empowered and, you know, you you are an inspiration for people. Like you said, being in a male-dominated field and so many fields are male dominated Mm -hmm. and the fact that you didn't drop out and the fact that you're still doing it and you still are going for this dream we're seeing it so much more with so many women that they are doing it all they are pursuing their dreams they are having children they are getting married they are searching for love they are doing anything any means necessary to still uh, put themselves out there so I hope you do feel empowered um, and and people are watching and and loving your story honestly the truth I feel like a lot of women do get put in a box or in this sort of category where you can't have both. And I always wanted both. And I was like, you know, why can't I have a family? And why can't I have this career? Because a lot of times the first thing people say to me, I remember even when I was first getting started in this career, I'd be like, oh, I'm a pilot. And they would say, oh, so you don't want a family. So you don't want to get married because you just do kind of do get put in that category. So to, Yeah be able to have a supportive partner it's it's really really important to me yeah and you don't and have to choose you can do both yeah exactly. and when Clayton said that he definitely I, I, I believe him you know like when he yeah. says that like I want you know your dreams are my dreams type of thing he definitely seems like that type of guy and that's so reassuring Absolutely. for you um Clayton is definitely genuine is when your, he speaks yeah mm-hmm. yeah um what is your like ultimate career goal um, and what do you see yourself doing and, or, or is it just up to chance? Yeah. So I'm completely done with all of my training at this point. I'm just getting my hours to get to the airlines, which has always been my dream to be able to work in an airline and kind of just travel around. And I think it'll be about a year until I get there. So it's exciting That's to so be able cool. to get where I want. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Have you okay. talked to pilot Pete? 
at all. I'm not. Well, mm-hmm. I will say that, um, you know, he's so passionate about his career as well. And the Bachelor Nation, I mean, Mike knows him pretty well. Um, I think that people in Bachelor Nation really do rally behind each other. And I'm sure if you ever messaged him about something i don't know if they do referrals or what the hell yeah um, Tyler P, get me if you're listening get me a job get, get her a job peter do do something for her please <laughs> get her a job um but yeah and, and i think that that would be good mike do that intro <laughs> i could do the intro but rachel honestly i think you're gonna be great doing it get yourself I mean, and, peter. It <laughs> and also and by the way i think that one of the sexiest things about a person, one of the sexiest things about a woman is when they are completely happy in their life doing what they do, right? And so therefore, if you wanna be a pilot in aviation, you wanna be a mother, you wanna be a parent, you know, doing all of that makes you happy, then that's the most sexiest thing because you're gonna radiate happiness and joy right. and confidence, right? And that's what we truly love. That's what we gravitate towards as people. So baby, keep doing you, you're doing great. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, yes. Um, so. I do have a, a little messy question for a second. Um, mm-hmm. Have you I'll ever dated someone that was uh, like had a fear of flying? And was it just like an ultimate no? <laughs> I have never um, like taken anyone up flying or anything like that. So I don't think I've dated anyone who had a fear of flying, but I don't really know because I've never put them in that position. So is yeah. that a deal breaker cool. for you? Absolutely not. I totally understand the fear. I mean, you're in a box flying through the sky. I totally get it. Yeah. Okay. Good. 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 When you put it like that, I agree. Right. I totally get it. All my best friends, they like have a big fear of turbulence too. So they're always texting me before their flights and they're like, Rachel, will you check the turbulence for me? Will you check how it's going to be? So I'm totally used to it. Yes. Yes. Um, okay. I love that. If you could describe, um, the rest of the season without giving away too much, if you could describe the rest of the season or, the time that you're there, I should say, uh, in one word, what would it be? Hmm. What else? I would say, (laughs) um, I don't, mm, one word that's tough. Magical. Ooh. That's a good one. That's a good one. That's a clue. We ready for the match. That's a good clue. Let's go. That's a great one. (laughs) Yeah, that's really good. Okay. I'm ready to watch that. Uh, Because so far it has been drama. So we ready for the magic to turn on. (laughs) Yeah. Yes. All right. So we're going to play a little game. Will you play a little game with us, Rachel? Okay. I'm ready. Okay. This game is called Ready for Takeoff with Rachel. And there's one rule of the game. Okay. It is rapid fire. First thing that comes to mind. Okay. Okay. All right. Comedy or romance? Romance. Ocean or mountains? Ocean. Sweet or savory? Savory. Movie or music? Movie. Favorite cocktail? Spicy margarita. Ooh. Girls night or date night? Girls' night. Oh, okay. Uh, favorite girl in the house? Teddy. Oh, we love her. She was on the pod. Um, I love her. She's my best friend. Oh, so cute. Uh, early bird night owl. Night owl. Oh, sorry. Cut out. Okay. Night owl. Sorry. Uh, truth or dare? Dare. That's what I'm talking about. Favorite place to fly? Um, Anywhere near a beach. 
Oh, nice. Okay. Best advice that you've ever heard for those people listening? What's the best advice you've ever heard from someone? Always be authentic in yourself. Boom. You crushed that. You killed that. That was good rapid fire. That was. Yes. I'm nervous. (laughs) No, no, no. That's it. That's it. Thank you so much, Rachel. So nice. So nice having you here. It was great to Thank you guys so much. Meet you. Yeah, Rachel. Thank you. Uh, Thanks for having so, me. one more year, we gonna see you. I'm gonna, I'm gonna be going to what, what's the what's the place you really want to be? Is it American Delta? Where we like to ask this for you? I really just would go anywhere, anywhere mm. that will give me a job. Okay. Well, listen. Uh, great response. Great response. If we have any, <laughs> yeah. if we have any CEOs listening. listening. Great response right there. <laughs> yes, yeah, honey. We are gonna manifest this for you. One year, we are gonna see you in the cockpit. <laughs> Hopefully. <laughs> I really wanted to ask her about the Mile High Club, but. Oh, damn, Tia. I know. I wonder if she gets questions about that. I did like a confession thing on my story last week. And one of my girls said that she had like a fling. She was a flight student. And she had a fling with her flight instructor. And they like, they hit the Mile High Club on a little, a little private flight. I'm doing it. And I was going to ask her like how, the tips for making that happen. That's we could have got real personal about that. Like, yeah, what you I think know. about these pilots that be? I didn't want to make her. Do they be hitting on you? Yeah, all those things. I know. I have heard some things too. Like, I, I love that she's a woman in this male-dominated industry because I've heard things a about beautiful woman too. Male pilots and yeah, beautiful. Yeah. She's like, I don't want to be a flight attendant. I want to be. I want to. Well, anything. that's what I'm saying. I'm like, honey, we're going to have to get her married quick because these pilots going to be, they going to be hitting on her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's not going to stop them from hitting on her. True. Well, maybe seeing a ring if they have any decency, these men. The women do it too. How many times I got to defend them? Women <laughs> hit on men that wear rings as well. Come on now. Sip the tea. I know. First women, of are, all, women don't give a damn. They don't. Mike, like, Mike. I am a woman, and I am speaking from my experience. I'm a man, and I'm speaking for everybody. Like, hey, everybody get here. Go ahead. Go ahead. Sure. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm letting it be known. Everybody. <laughs> Matter of fact, I got hit on more when I was in a relationship. To the next A point. relationship, not married. I Did people married. know you were in a relationship? Oh, when I'm in a relationship, you know. When they or, were hitting on you? Maybe not in this world, because, you know. People say different shit, but I mean, anyway. Talk yeah. about some lady friend. Anyway, to the next piece, though. Yeah, anyway. right. Tell us her name. Right, yeah, the lady friend name. Anyway, it was amazing having Rachel on. I'm so happy for her, and she got one more year left. But most importantly, she talked about magical. That's the word she Ooh. used. Magical. That means she had a positive experience. Mm, we got some magic to look forward to, guys. Mm-hmm. I'm excited. Yeah, same. All right. Well, thank you so much to our listeners and thank you to Rachel for being here. Also, huge thank you to Mike for joining us this week. We loved having you here. As always, we are casting for the upcoming seasons of The Bachelor and The Bachelorette. Head to bachelornation.com slash apply to nominate yourself or someone else. Absolutely. Make sure that you get that magical moment as well. So apply. And as always, make sure you subscribe and submit all your burning questions. Check us out on social and like, comment, follow, DM, message us. You know where to find us at Clickbait BN. That's Clickbait B as in Bachelor in this nation on IG. From there, you can find our TikTok and our Facebook. And share your stories with us. We want to know what Clickbait you guys are looking at this week. Clickbait is available on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, or wherever you guys are listening. And you can listen ad-free by downloading the Wondery app or subscribing to Wondery Plus in Apple Podcasts. See you next week. Bye. Bye.